0: Hello, and welcome to A-PLUS News, and this is Richard, your host. And today is Wednesday, the 26th of August. And I am uh, recording from the United States, uh, from a state called Utah, for those who are not in the United States. and our new listeners just a little bit of education we we're all divided up in the states here and the, the united states and it's uh it's uh something that's unique because i can't uh like if I, if I go to the weather or to the news it will just isolate one state at a time so uh, as compared to the rest of the countries here and let me just uh give you um, a brief breakdown here of what we got and as far as the various countries here we have nine total and um, waiting for this computer to log in and we'll I'll just to quickly go through them. <clears throat> just so you know that we've got a lot of listeners and diversity. Um, besides the United States, we have the U- UK, um, Ireland. And I just lost it. Oh, boy, let's go back here. A uh, little finicky computer this morning. OK. Um, All right, here we go. Back down here. Ireland, India, Germany, Malaysia, Switzerland, and Austria. And I'm wearing my mask still, so I'm going to take that down so you can hear me a little bit better. Sorry, I have a little bit of um, asthma which uh is being treated so i i just have these inhaler things so but uh just as a reminder for those who may have uh asthma or uh other things going on like diabetes that you are at a little greater risk for the getting the coronavirus so just have to wear your mask all the time and make sure you keep distance it's just a matter of being a little more conscientious is all okay uh we've got a really good um podcast for you today uh, we're going to shift a little around and talk about something that is important and uh we've talked about this before but i think it's always good to review and it's it's uh grief right? because grief is a uh, um in fact we'll go through some emotions of got of, uh, of grief um those who might be having oh. Uh, bad dreams and stuff like that have had bad experiences um particularly post-traumatic stress disorder those who suffer from that and there are certainly uh reasons why uh or ways to get post-traumatic stress disorder um which come from oh boy you could be a uh, in california and have your house burnt down and that's That's traumatic. So uh, it used to be that only soldiers would come home and be diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. But they found that it's more widespread than that. So we'll get into that a little bit. And kind of give you, I've got some good ideas to how to handle that, not specifically the if you're having dreams that are not too good just we'll, we'll we'll get into that anyway um so let's see let's let's switch around a little bit let's talk about the weather first and the weather in, for those who of you who are in, who are in the united states um, of course, we've got serious fires on the west coast in California, and as far as if you do live in California, the best thing to do is to look up uh, fires in California, Google it, um, so you can get a, a an I, idea of where those fires are if you have a loved one there or maybe you've already been affected by fire i um, not you know what, what whatever the reason uh you can go to the weather bug you can go to global weather um anyway it's uh uh pretty easy to find i i i can i have a, a brother who's in mill valley so last night i googled mill valley and uh, fire and it gave me the little tiny hot spots that are around mill valley plus there was a number to call but i mean i could have put in a number and th- that you would be notified through a text supposedly i wouldn't rely on that um but um if, if it was time to um uh moved to a different place because of the fire now hurricanes we've got a good hurricane that's come into the uh, uh it's affecting now actually all the weather here in the united states uh this is a uh, hurricane laura and uh it, it was it hit the west central gulf coast and uh pretty strong and i'm not i don't have any reports yet of the damages that it has been doing um but it's rapidly deteriorating uh as it approached the uh well it did deteriorate a significant amount as it approached the coastline uh you get lots of strong winds and hurricanes i was in texas which is where this hurricane hit around uh the southeast texas in fact i was living right in that particular area and so what happens is uh it goes up around to the east coast all the way up to maine and I've got, um, you know, it creates its own weather pattern throughout the United, across the United States, all the way around to California. Uh, Let me just, um, those who are in the United States, let me just give you an idea of what's going on since i'm here in utah and i love to bicycle every day i i I didn't go out today bicycling because um i woke up this morning and my leg muscles were super sore i mean they ached and so that meant hey they needed a break um so we're at uh here in the midwest at about 90 degrees it looks like we've got a little bit of moisture in the air at 15% which you really can't see um, and the rest of the week is looks like dry and, and it's warm still or hot um, it's uh those are the things to mention there's serious flooding that's in karachi and pakistan um you see a man walking through the streets about waters by about waist high um first let let me outline a little bit about our subject matter today it's uh consider it somewhat a big shift from texting online um to, to this subject. And what we'll do is we'll, con- we'll continue to um, talk about communication online. Uh, sometimes it's, uh, I think it's good to take a little break and um, talk about something else that, that's important. And this, this also includes mental health which we always have to be reminded of. So um, if you've had, okay, so so a traumatic moment or traumatic incident is something that has caused you to just think about it, the incident a lot. And and of course we're we're talking about an incident that was probably life-threatening. And it could be anything from that to something kind of small. It could be uh, it could be a divorce, a bad divorce. It could be a, you see you're driving, and you see someone get hit by a car. Um, so you could be a bystander or someone that's actually involved in a car accident. You could be a teenager learning how to drive and get and have a police car drive up behind you because you're going too fast and that could be traumatic the the differences is uh, some as we go on in life some of the, some of the smaller traumas kind of get shoved down in our brains a little further than uh, compared to the bigger ones um, my first traumatic event Uh, gee, I don't know how old I was, I think it was 10, was going to my grandfather's funeral. So uh, it was in a, I think a church. Yeah, uh, it's hard to kind of imagine or to to understand where it was. But uh, I saw my grandfather, in the casket and i'll never ever be able to wipe that out of my memory um it's stuck there for good so uh that's trauma however the level of anxiety that you feel is is the difference so i i don't feel a lot of anxiety from from that right now so you know i i'd your anxiety level seems to depict whether or not you're going to have dreams or not or um, it's going to be a problem causing depression and uh, something that you probably need to go see a, a doctor about um, i'm not really big on psychiatrists because i know they're really hard to get into and particularly in the particularly united states they're uh, two months, three month waiting periods. Be- and I've had lots of experiences with regular family physicians. If you have a good family physician, they're very well trained in taking care of um, basic uh, mental health issues such as depression and so forth. Um, and as far as, uh, uh, I mean, if the doctor's not doesn't feel comfortable in treating a particular mental illness, then the doctor should or send you to more of a a, a specialist. Okay, so um, let's take a break right here, and we'll be right back. And we'll go into, we'll try out some, some world news, and we'll go from there. Okay, so if you've uh, paid attention or listened to the uh, description of this podcast, I uh, present the news. It's through an artificial intelligence, uh, Google Artificial Intelligence. And if you've never heard it before, if you're new to the podcast, I will demonstrate it. It's a little, um, what they call, what Google calls a nest. It's a mini nest and it's um, pretty cool i'd google it they're pretty cheap ten dollars maybe all right here we go hey google please play the news for the world today here's the latest world news dw news brief at 9 a.m today
1: This is DW News, these are our top stories. Two people have been shot dead and several others injured in Kenosha, Wisconsin as anti-racism demonstrators gathered for a third night. Footage posted online showed what appeared to be a civilian armed with a rifle firing shots. Police and demonstrators have been facing off for the last three days following Sunday's police shooting of black resident Jacob Blake. The second day of the Republican Party's national convention ended with a keynote speech by Melania Trump at the White House. The First Lady cast her husband as the best hope for America's future, saying he was working hard to tackle the pandemic. And NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg has called for an independent investigation into the suspected poisoning of Russian dissident Alexei Navalny. He told a gathering of defence ministers in Berlin there was no reason to doubt the German doctors who this week concluded that Mr Navalny was poisoned. On Wednesday, the Kremlin repeated its rejection of international calls for an investigation. This is DW News. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DW News or on our website, DW.com.
2: From Euronews Voice,
0: Global News, at 11.14 p.m. last Sunday. From BBC Minute, at 1.29 p.m. today.
2: Laura and Rob, BBC Minutes. We start in Kenosha in the US where a 17-year-old's been arrested on suspicion of first-degree murder. Yeah, it's after two people were shot dead during violent protests which have been raging for three nights. There's anger after police repeatedly shot Jacob Blake, an African-American man now recovering in hospital. His lawyers say it will take a miracle for him to walk again. Meanwhile, Donald Trump says he's sending the National Guard and federal officers to the Wisconsin city to restore law and order. Former Bosnia Serb commander Ratko Miladic has launched a rambling attack on the court in The Hague, where he's appealing his life sentence for genocide. He described one official as a satanic snake. Football and Chelsea have signed England left-back Ben Chilwell from Leicester on a five-year deal. And we've just seen the worldwide reveal for the latest Call of Duty game. Black Ops Cold War will be out on November 13th. So many people tuned in, Call of Duty Warzone servers crashed. Looks good though, 1929G. BBC Minute.
0: From BBC News Summary, at 1.06pm
2: today. Hello, I'm Chris Barrow with the BBC News. A teenager has been arrested in the United States in connection with the shooting dead of two people during Tuesday night's violence in the city of Kenosha in the state of Wisconsin. The 17-year-old is from the neighboring state of Illinois. He's being held on suspicion of first-degree murder. There have been three nights of unrest in Kenosha after the police shot and seriously injured a black man, Jacob Blake. In the last hour, the local mayor, John Antaramian, has called for calm.
0: There are a lot of very good people in this community, and what is happening to them is wrong. People have differences of opinion. We have different concepts of how things should be done. Those are all fine, but violence in the community is not acceptable. Violence to property, violence to people, absolutely unacceptable acceptable.
2: People living in the U.S. coastal regions of Texas and Louisiana have been warned to leave or face death as Hurricane Nora approaches. It's forecast to cause a catastrophic storm surge along with flash flooding. The hurricane is due to make landfall on Wednesday night. It's expected to gain strength as it moves inland, bringing winds of more than 200 kilometers per hour. John Edwards is the governor of Louisiana.
0: You're going to hear ranges of storm surge that we haven't heard in Louisiana since Hurricane Audrey in 1957. You're going to hear the word unsurvivable to uh, describe the storm surge that we are expecting. So people need to heed the warnings they've been given and to evacuate.
2: The former Bosnian Serb commander Ratko Mladic has launched a personal attack on the UN tribunal in The Hague and the West. It came in the closing speech of his appeal against his conviction for genocide and crimes against humanity. The prosecution sought to overturn his previous acquittal on further genocide charges. Anna Holligan is in The Hague. The prosecution described Radko Mladic as one of the worst war criminals to ever face international justice. They said his brutal legacy would affect generations and life imprisonment was the only conceivable punishment. Following the proceedings from behind a three-sided transparent screen, Ladech at times shook his head in disagreement before he was allowed to speak for 10 minutes. I am not a saint, Madam Judge, he said. I am a simple man. I said that many times during the war. Fate put me in a position to defend my country. My time is only just coming. I am alive and I will live. And this indictment of yours has gone down the drain. And with that, his allocated 10 minutes was over. The European Union Commissioner Phil Hogan is to resign over allegations that he breached Ireland's coronavirus lockdown restrictions. Mr Hogan, the country's representative on the European Commission, was under growing pressure to step down. He's been accused of failing to follow quarantine rules when he returned to Ireland last month. Mr. Hogan was already under fire for attending a golf club dinner that exceeded a limit of 50 people. BBC News. The U.S. government has announced a reward of up to $5 million for information about two American hostages who went missing in Afghanistan. Paul Overby disappeared in 2004 while researching a book.
0: It's available only in the United States or not, but this is going to save you some money on prescriptions. Um, it's called Good Rx it's an app that you can download you can save a hundred or more dollars per prescription once again they're not a uh i'm not getting paid for that commercial whatever but it's uh i think people should know about it if because it's some some pharmacies will let you know like walmart i mean like walgreens some pharmacies may not because they want you to pay full price But if you're saving $100 or even more on a prescription, um, it's worth checking. You know, check the Internet. Say, hey, discount. Where do I get discount prescriptions? That sort of thing. Um, So a little tidbit there. And then... um, Let's let's do this. Let's let's kind of get into this heavy stuff. Uh, Second, psych- you know, mental health, and then we'll go into this. Um, lead you into some of the soccer scores. How does that sound? Kind of brighten your day a little bit. Um, okay. So I this is from personal experience, and I, I realized this last night, and I, I think I may have told you the story uh, that I've graduate degree in, in clinical social work. So so, so after 20 years, you know, I'm working in the, I find myself working in the intensive care unit, which w- w- was where most of the COVID patients end up uh, if they have to be intubated. And intubation is basically you put a tube down your throat, they knock out the patient, and they uh, have a machine breathe for the patient. That's when your lungs are really infected um, and they have oxygenated air, The plus all of the chemicals or drugs they use to, to help decrease that uh, COVID that's inside the lungs. Hopefully you're not intubated more than a week uh, or maybe hopefully just a few days and, and the doctors are trying, to not intubate um, they used to do it all the time now they're not so anyway the point of that is that uh this is this is the place where i worked for a couple of years and uh it, it caused uh, uh another level a level of trauma to see you know when i see people pass away things like that um and um We'd call on the family members and if they had them and, and uh, you know, help them to cope too. Um, now, so, so, so what I was dealing with was death. And so they asked me, the nursing college, which was next door, said, oh, Hey, uh, would you like to do a, or arrange or organize a grief group? So I said, Okay, because I was familiar with what grief, grief, was like it's it's the aftermath of when someone passes away um and dealing with those feelings those uncomfortable feelings now uh just a lot of things can cause us to suffer from grief um take it from the top uh number one uh divorce divorce causes uh, the most um inflicts the most grief and even the reason why is because the individuals or individual you're separating from is still alive and which is pretty significant um you may have been separated from a family family members that's from divorce and that's that's a grave amount of grief um the other griefs, grief types, are the it could be a friend, it could be a dog, a close animal, uh, something that troubles you, especially if you're going, you know, when you turn the light, lights out at night and or enter an empty house and something like that. So the the main um, uh, theory behind my. Uh, my 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 journey to healing was to first somehow this takes some some creativity create a um, place in your house or in your room or i mean it can it can it can be as small as a picture frame and and what so it's something that where you could sit maybe each night before we go to bed or in the morning or sometime once a week or that's, it's like going to visiting a grave site, but you would, um, this is something that's a little more convenient, especially if it's raining outside or you know, graves a long ways away or you're dealing with a um, divorce. So, so you, um, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain this morning, Right now, what, what I can use, I'm looking around my room and thinking, let's see, uh, I need to uh, probably maybe a, a, a picture frame, um, some object uh, that I could uh, use to um, kind of just represent. The grief, that's a good idea, actually. I mean, the object could be as small as, um, okay, I got this, like, three-inch. I'm just taking this off my table here, or my desk. This is a three-inch piece of glass with kind of a three-inch diameter. And it's about two inches high. Super giant uh, magnifying glass. I could um, write something and put this over it and say, okay, I'm, this is I'm, 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 this is, this is my grief thing. Um, this is where I'm going to look at this thing and spend 5, 10, 15 minutes, maybe 30, kind of thinking about the good times. So... You mentioned the good times i'm uh, the important thing is to think about the good memories but also during my grief class i also had a little sheet and i said look passed out to everybody and i said what, what i want you to do this this is a workbook book by the way i said uh i want you to write down you know some of the bad things that irritated you about the individual that passed on or that you divorced from or whatever and and uh then then on the other side of the book or on the next page right to good things and and this for some reason just it just helps the mind to to focus it, it it's you know to, to, to have a, a for some reason, the mind says, "Well, okay, I've got this. Repre- this thing that represents my grief. I'm going to put it up off to the side, if I want to, or I can pay attention to it. And that's the importance of this object. Or it could, like I said, it could be a vase of flowers. I'd recommend that. Um, uh, it could be a pictures uh i think you know send me your ideas because uh um i've seen pictures uh, people use a, a, little, a little a little table with a little fancy cloth over it with some pictures and you and know a, and a, and a little um uh some flowers and, and put in a corner of a room and So they, with a little chair, of course, in front, and that's where they would sit and 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 grieve, and and uh, so that's just want you to think about that because there's a lot of loss going on right now too, that sometimes isn't being paid attention to. Um, want a big reminder: feeling depressed? uh, Keep track of your kids if your parents and yourselves making sure that uh you're all doing quote okay unquote and try to get close to each other during this period of time when there's uh, a a lot of death going on and and uh, you the purpose of this is to avoid or prevent suicide um you'd be surprised people who commit suicide they may not even seem sad the day before or or or, um you know it's, it's hard to talk about for me even but but understand that suicide is something someone thinks about a lot and to the point where they actually have a plan, and so you just keep on top of it. If you or anybody else feels suicidal, I, you know, some people will say go call a number, call 911. Well, you could in the United States, uh, my I'm more apt to say go just go to the emergency room because if you go to the emergency room, you can be. Treated more directly. Um, if you call nine one one and you're sitting on the edge of a bed, you know, with a with a gun or something, and the nine one one person says, "Okay, let me hook you up to the hospital." Talk to the hospital, and they say, "Okay, come on in." You still have no one else that's gonna follow through with you to go into the hospital. Um, so that's something to think about all right so not the best but not the most comfortable subject to talk about but necessary and so let's take a break there and then we'll come back and do some soccer scores okay all right good